Jordan Grace with me, new Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion. You have the title now. I know you know you commented on it, but we put up a post about uh, feeling like you didn't get your just due with the first title reign. You know, not performing in front of crowds and that. But uh, how you feeling? A couple of days removed after winning the match and kind of having time to reflect on what you want to do as champion this time around. Um, I feel great. I feel extremely motivated. Um, one of my main goals as new knockout champion is to bring more eyes to impact. I want to have some incredible women's matches so that more people will see how good the women's division is. And hopefully they'll see with that, how amazing impact is. So I just want people to give, if they've watched impact before and they kind of got turned off to it during, you know, <laughs> the whole era where basically we were doing some weird stuff i hope people give impact a second chance i I believe it was you that and uh tasha that pitched ultimate x um you know you kind of had to say like let us get up there let us show you that we can do it and then they had the match and uh i just talked to gail who said that uh this match the king the queen of the mountain match was sort of uh pitched to the talent instead of the other way around so uh, did you have to prep for this match any differently since you really didn't get a chance uh, to test it out like you did with the X cables, the you know the ultimate X structure? Oh, it was a hundred percent a different kind of getting prepared. Um, I had honestly completely forgot this match even existed. They haven't done one I think since twenty twelve. So the X division match is like one of Impact staples. This is just one of Impact's <laughs> kind of crazy ideas that they used to do. Um, and so it was a completely different kind of getting ready. It was a, a kind of how do we how do we tell the story and make these rules make sense to the fans while also having an amazing match. So what I personally ended up doing was watching all 12 of the past King of the Mountain matches just to see how they structured everything, how they went about telling the story about the pins and it was just a completely different kind of preparation than the Ultimate X match. The Ultimate X match was just all about basically getting over my fear of heights was, was number one. And number two was getting strong enough to be able to hang from those ropes for an extended period of time. Yeah, and the, re- the reason I ask was uh, I didn't notice it during the match, but you put up this side-by-side video, uh, the tribute to Samoa Joe, uh, which, you know, if if you've never been in that match, you it's like maybe hard to kind of find where to put a spot in i at least i would think so but you you did the whole sequence with the muscle buster and then climbing the ladder uh how do you make sure that you have time to not only fit that in but uh that it goes with the flow of the match well that was one of the one of the things that i specifically wanted to do was because i don't know if you watched the main event of the show but it was a 20th anniversary show, so everybody was doing callbacks to old school TNA stuff. And I know that Samoa Joe is one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's one of the guys I was watching in Impact growing up, and TNA growing up. And I knew that <laughs> that was one of the spots that I had to get in, basically no matter what. Um, I didn't know that he was going to be there uh, until last second, so it also turned out to be pretty special because it was kind of like he was there in spirit. Um, but we didn't really, I guess I, I would say I didn't 
specifically plan the match around that spot. It was just that was how the the, the finishing sequence was going to go. So there wasn't a lot of a lot of thought I had to put into that. That was just the idea I pitched, and everybody agreed to it, and so we did it. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the main event. Like there was a lot of stuff where people, as I was following on Twitter and watching, it was like, okay, there's. Uh, you know, like Kurt Ankle's ankle lock, and then there was this spot, yep. and th- it was like very easy to notice. But throughout the show, it was, uh, it it was a nice. I I liked the flow of the mat of the the show itself, and it wasn't like beating you over the head with it. It was just kind of like a, a nice subtle nod, and if you knew the history, it was there for you. It wasn't like, yeah. here's all the stuff we used to do. It, it really. And I mentioned this last week, the past couple of years have been uh, promoted around like our world's about to change again. It was very much about the surprises. And I feel like this year uh, was the best example of showcasing the current roster and letting the talent speak for itself. Um, I feel like this, this show specifically, you know, a lot of the shows Impact has relied on on outside talent. And this show, I feel like, even even the main event, like they usually would bring in a big big outside to draw people in, but this show I feel like it was it was really specifically for the fans that watched Impact or watched TNA, like when it as it as it's been going on the past twenty years, because we we relied on on homegrown talent really and names that made Impact what it is today. We have such a rich history. And I feel like we, we leaned into it this show because it was the 20th anniversary show and we paid tribute to that. With that said, uh, there's always going to be the, the question of who do we bring in? What name makes a good fit in the Knockouts roster? Uh, you recently did an interview with Muscle and Fitness and said uh, Dakota Kai, King Coda was a dream match of yours. So... <laughs> What kind of balance do you think there should be where you have a show of it? As far as I can tell, like the, the reception, the anniversary has been very positive overall where you rely on the current talent, but then, you know, you're going to have those dream matches or free agent signings. Like what kind of balance do you think there should be moving forward? I think oh, specifically for that show, I think that we didn't need any other outside talent. We didn't need any other surprises. We had enough surprises in bringing back old people that used to, to work for Impact. Um, but moving forward, I think that we we just need to rely on on who we have, on who we, on the homegrown talent. It would be awesome to bring in someone like uh, Dakota Kai to Impact, but I think we have such an incredible roster right now that we don't necessarily need anybody um, anybody else to come in. Like, I know that AEW signed a ton of people, and they're all extremely talented people, but there seems to be a surprise every week. And I think that Impact just needs to build up who they have now. Yeah, and, I mean, the, this is my opinion, but uh, it's like, if there's a surprise every week, is it really a surprise? If there's a, you know, a big thing every week, is it really a big thing? So... And with surprises nowadays, especially surprises are just there. They're they're always leaked in anyways, right? Like it's almost like it's not a surprise because the dirt sheets somehow get all of the information. Fair enough. Yeah. So if if you're 
on social media, there's a good chance that you're going to find something out uh, before you want to. Uh, I'll use a good example because it's coming out today, but uh, Doctor Strange is on Disney+. Plus. I was spoiled like three hours after it was in theaters. So it happens. It's it's very much yep. a spoiler culture now, no matter what you're doing. I did want to circle back around. Uh, you, you've done everything in impact, like as far as championships, uh, knockouts champion now two times, uh, digital media champion, uh, knockouts tag team champion. Uh, what other goals are you kind of looking at? Like, obviously, we we started talking about uh, how you want to define this second reign as knockouts champion, but is there another goal that you know you kind of have set for yourself, like the rest of the year, or whether it's as champion, anything that comes to mind? Well, I would love to to break Kaya's streak as you know the longest reigning knockout champion. So that's the goal I have. Um, but obviously, that's not entirely up to me. Uh, another goal I have is I did, I think I said this just to bring more eyes to knockout division in general. Um, I really want to be the best champion I can for this company. I feel like they put a lot of um, responsibility on me, and I feel like I'm really ready to be the face of the knockout division. You also, when you were digital media champion, it was uh, not labeled as such, but intergender matches. Uh, is that something that maybe you would entertain doing again? Like, there's there's names oh, on the roster. Of course. Go ahead. Of course, eventually. Um, obviously, with the Impact Knockout title, there isn't a whole lot of opportunity for that. But one of my my biggest goals in Impact before I eventually move on or retire would be to win every title at the company. So I believe I have uh, three left to go, the, the tag title, the exhibition title, and the world title. Yeah, and you mentioned, uh, I think it was the same interview, but the the denim outfit and wanting a tag team run with W. Morrissey. So I think that was well-received. Uh, I think you posted a picture with uh, Josh too, like just reflecting on like, when uh he was x division champion and then now he's world heavyweight champion uh i mean i'll throw it out there i think that would be a pretty fun match between you two whether yeah i definitely i definitely think so too um josh is he's absolutely insane so i'm a little bit scared to wrestle him (laughs) to be completely honest with you but he's he's definitely one of the best wrestlers in the world and the best wrestler at impact in my opinion um, I mean, honestly, even if I don't get to wrestle for the world title, I would love for us to be possibly a tag team together because collectively we've held every belt at impact. Mm-hmm. Obviously the, the queen of the mountain match is going to be fresh in people's minds, but you've been on a, a really great run the past year. Uh, sorry, I have an interruption. Go upstairs. Go upstairs. Go upstairs. <laughs> my my toddler learned how to open doors. <laughs> so, That's adorable. So I apologize. Let me talk to him instead. <laughs> oh man, am I that bad? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously, uh, the Queen of the Mountain match is going to be fresh in people's minds, but you've been on, you know 
quite the impressive run the past year. Is there a match or maybe moment that stands out as far as uh, one that you want to, you would want fans to revisit or just maybe a match that you're particularly proud of for more than one reason, like just maybe one that, you know, shows that you're a complete wrestler or anything like that. You know, honestly, there, there haven't been a lot of matches at impact that I, that I'm not proud of, um, that I wouldn't want fans to watch. There is a match, I believe from last year with me and Tasha Steeles. It was a BTI match. So I don't really think anybody got the opportunity to watch it, but I fucking love that match. That what match was was really really good to me. Um, it actually was on the list of it was the only BTI match on this list of the top uh, like where fans got to vote the top knockout matches of the year, and it was the only match from BTI. And I think that not a lot of fans saw that, so they didn't know kind of what the list was talking about. But I think fans should go out of their way to watch that match, especially with uh, what I can only imagine is going to be me and Tasha going forward for a little while for the title. Um, and you said the past year, so I won't mention the match between me and Deanna at Slim Richard and when we first wrestled in Impact, but the fans want to watch that. That was also incredible. Uh, I also had my series of matches with Matt, Car- Matt Cardona, and we had three really, really good matches, including the first ever um, Digital Media Dot Combat match. And that was just, a really fun, creative match that we put together, and I would love for fans to watch that too. Uh, and I could just go on and on, honestly. Like, <laughs> there was a match between me and Jessica Havoc from a few months ago on Impact TV that we had. Like, honestly, I love wrestling all the girls, and I, like I said, there's not a lot of matches that I would tell fans not to go out of their way to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the BTI match because there's there's quite often really, really good matches that people just, for whatever reason, like don't watch, I guess, because they're used to watching the main show or I, I don't know what's out there. I'm not really sure, but there, there's, it's out there for free. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, I know you had a, a match with Havoc on there too. Um, I think. Oh my God. I totally forgot. Yeah. Me and Havoc was a BTI match too. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Um, they they sold some of the stuff from that one match with Cardona too, right? It was like a laptop that they you guys autographed. I think they auctioned it yeah, off. Yeah, they sold they sold uh, a DVD player. Um, I actually personally went and spent my own money to buy all the cell phones, the old cool cell phones for that match. Um, and so we sold a bunch of those too. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was a great match. I think fans should go out of their way to watch that too. Uh, we just covered a lot of the past year. Um, you, you have, uh, coming up next weekend, Atlanta, it's, you know, it's kind of not really a homecoming, but it's, you know, a short trip for you. I know you live down there now. Uh, how are you feeling getting, uh, to sort of be in front of a, I'll call it a hometown crowd, uh, for against all odds in the TV taping. I'm really super, super excited about it. Um, since we're staged in Atlanta, is one of my favorite places in the world to wrestle. Probably my favorite place in the United States. Uh, the venue is, is really set up like any other venue I've ever been to. It's a very uh, Spartan-style gladiator coliseum where the wrestling ring is set up in the center. And I feel like it's, it's a different and beautiful point from fans as opposed to, you know, sitting in the chairs like they normally have to do and 
if you're short and someone's taller in front of you seeing over them, it's a, it's a big problem. But these are basically like almost bleachers. So you can see really everything. And I'm, I'm still to wrestle my friend back. Yeah, it's uh, a really cool venue. If you've never been there or if you've never seen it, uh, it it's, you know, it, it's not your typical wrestling venue. Uh, I, I hope to get down there uh, one day. I've seen plenty of events that have broadcast from there, but uh, against all odds in, is July 1st. Uh, Southern Hostility is the next night, July 2nd. So two nights of... Uh, television and uh impact plus special event taping but uh jordan grace knockouts champion thanks very much for your time uh anywhere people can follow you if they're listening or reading this anything you want to promote before we get out of here yeah i'm I'm essentially on all social media um twitter facebook instagram uh at jordan grace jordan is spelled j-o-r-d-y-n-n-e little bit different than your normal spelling um they can also buy merchandise autographed items stuff like that on jordangracewrestler.com all right thanks very much for your time have a good day thank you so much you too